Alrighty, and welcome back to the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your co-host, Josh, along with my good friend, Ethan. Welcome to week five. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm just, uh, just everybody's hurt on my team. It, that was me last year, and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. especially if it's like three or four, because it felt like the point of no return. Like I, yeah, no, like I started, ugh, man, I started last year with Gus Edwards, that injury, yeah. and then the CMC and one. Tony Pollard. Yeah. Oh, it hurt. Yeah, dude, that hurt. And I gave up a third. That that that's what made it worse. Honestly, <laughs> like that was just a punch in the gut. I was like, every move I have made is awful. <laughs> and that's me this year. Yeah. Well, no, well, not awful. But... No, <laughs> no, literally how Paul felt, like earlier this week is how i felt last year to where ryan had to give me a therapy session on the show because yeah. <laughs> i was like what the heck <laughs> yeah well i'm about to start caleb huntley at running back so it look it'd be like that sometimes no it, it doesn't it, it really does not dude i was starting uh i was starting kittle and schultz at the same time it got that bad oh and it worked which is kind of funny <laughs> It did just enough. Welcome everyone to fantasy football. Yeah, this is where uh, where desperation begins. And right, what else works, Josh? What else works? This podcast. Yeah, I I really hope it does. (laughs) God, I'm never gonna live that down. But uh, really quickly, we are Ryanless. Um, it is his birthday though. Yeah. So happy birthday, Ryan. Happy birthday, Ryan. He didn't want to Go. spend it with his friends because he's a good friend like that. It, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. I, no, just... I mean, we had a pre, pre-show pre cry, but it was good. Yeah, we, we got it all out. We're ready to go. and We're ready to have some fun. We're, we're changing it dude, up. We're going to change it up because, like, I mean, let's start off with this. One, uh, all of us felt the need. It's like, hey, let's. what if we change it up? And we all went, yeah, why not? Let's give it a shot. On top of that, Literally, when it comes to when it comes to fantasy, like it is a week to week endeavor, and so we kind of have uh, an interesting idea that we're all going to show you. So we're going to flip this thing upside down, and we're going to our end is going to be the beginning. So we're going to start with bust, sleeper, and lock this week. So on your toes, yeah. For week five, Ethan's bust is Melvin Gordon. Oh, you're just gonna call it right now, right before. I'm, the, I'm gonna call it how I, it is. I'm gonna. I I don't blame you. I think that's a good pick. I mean, I don't think he believes in himself. I don't think the team believes in him, and they're gonna throw themselves I, out of a hole, and it's not gonna work. I think the issue, like right now, is they have no idea what's happening. Yeah, in a weird way, because like. Like Sutton is the only good thing that's happened uh, so far on offense. Russ hasn't been like connecting with everybody, at, and they're they are definitely having an identity crisis because yeah. it feels like is they want to throw the ball but they don't. They want to run the they ball. Want but they want to keep can't. him in the pocket, and they he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, so it, there it's like I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, so. I mean, speaking of running backs, my bust is also a running back. And I hate saying this because I have him in multiple leagues, but I really do think that this is going to be the case, and that's my bust is CMC. And my big reason 
just for this week. And the biggest reason why it's San Francisco. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, they look just brutal. I will tell you right now. There is a good chance rule gets fired after this game, in my opinion. And I I don't want to, I don't want to wish ill on him. We don't want to be that, that kind of podcast. It's yeah. just but we call it how without, it is. Yeah, we're gonna call it how it is. The offense has looked putrid. CMC has yeah. kind of only been the bright spot. You signed DJ Moore, yet almost refused to use him. I don't care if there's eleven targets. Eleven targets uh that Debo gets is not equal to the eleven targets that uh that that DJ Moore can get. So I'm very concerned with CMC. I think he might be a good volume play. He's not going to have a spike week. I think he may have to struggle to 13 to 15 points. And I, the only reason I'm saying it's a bust is because it's going to look bad. But by the end of it, you're going to be like, ah, no, that's not too bad. But for someone yeah. who was the the second pick in the draft, like, it's it's not going to look good. Yeah, at least you're not going to be like, oh, thank God, you know, I, I got CMC over each. ETN, like yeah, an ETN owner, and you should just be thankful for that. Yeah, yeah. So, because us ETN owners are just ecstatic about the production that we're seeing. Yeah, dude, it it, that offense has just been just hot and cold. Shout out Doug B. No, their hot is lukewarm. Honestly, like it. There's been times where it looks normal, but. It's something that I've said. It's just like basic plays, and yeah. there's just a lack of execution. It's. I was kind of excited when Ben Ma- when Ben McAdoo was like, you know what? He's been out of it for a bit, but it could be good. No, the same exact stuff that happened in New York is happening now. It's almost like he didn't learn anything, and it's just like, oh, he sure did. Yeah, come on, dude. McAdoo at it again. I'll hopefully he'll get fired. Yeah, McAdoo with the poop poo. Tell you his lesson. Then we hope McAdoo lands on his feet. Yep. Then we hope so. And then, Ethan, who is your sleeper this week? Ryan Robinson. Are, is he confirmed playing? I don't know that he's confirmed playing, but if he's Washington's playing, that's been, my sleeper. Washington's been acting like it because Antonio Gibson. Yeah. I mean, they threw a freaking parade when he practiced on Monday. Yeah. Like he's clearly going to be the starter coming back, and it's going to be trial by fire for him. Like it, yeah. like uh, to me, that just seems the most obvious. They're already preparing Antonio Gibson to not have the duties anymore. Yeah, I, I, I would love to take a dive deep into what happened. Just, just because there's so many things I feel like I am not seeing that they're seeing, but yeah. even then, he. he then the only reason I say that they're seeing is because I don't agree with this decision at all. Yeah. And because I still believe in Antonio Gibson, the player to, to where they're like, there has to be some major disconnect to why you're going forward with this decision. It's got to be a good, personal thing. I think it is a personal thing. And just what makes it weird. If this was, if Antonio Gibson was drafted by an old regime and then a new regime comes in, that's a completely different story. But the fact is, like, they drafted him with the intention of we have to develop you. But when yeah. you look at Antonio Gibson, you look at Scary Terry as well. It, it I think the story's the same. 
incredible talent, completely underutilized. And if they are utilized, it's not to the to their strengths. And I mean, it's I mean, I've been screaming from the rooftops about it, but I still believe in the issue is like this is an incredible talent that is just not getting used right, like square peg round hole kind of offense. Right. So the funny thing. All right. So the funny thing is that that brings me into my sleeper because it's on the same team. One person that Washington has seemed to use really well. I have Curtis Samuel. (laughs) course you do of dude like i like how they're doing it i think he has a pretty favorable uh matchup this week he's such a good player dude he is like honestly yeah he is such a good player i don't know why carolina let him go and the whole dj more like hugging the air because curtis samuel isn't there anymore is actually heartbreaking and i'm a falcons fan which is saying something yeah no uh, honest honestly like what i get really excited about when it comes to curtis samuel is the fact that he does get some rushing work like he's yeah. he's very debo light but like he's just so explosive like that obviously you can you can't do some of the same things but he's getting utilized i think he's a perfect fit for what carson once wants to be as a quarterback too like even in the bad games he's still getting five plus targets i'll take that yeah that's fair enough yeah all right, Ethan. Lock time. Who is it? As begrudgingly as I say it, it's got to be Cooper Cup at this point. I debated with Cooper Cup, but I have a different lock. Um, but I mean, Coop is just, I mean, not Coop. Cup is going to get super targeted. Um, I mean, we haven't even talked about it, but apparently the Ravens are signing Andy Isabella, of all people. Um, yuck, that the I think the Rams really needed to sign him though, and I think it just okay. it really it I, I really thought about it during the watching the, the 49ers game. They don't have a threat over the top whatsoever, and I think that's causing the problems between Cup and Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is very much, uh, if you want to go a little old school, an Anquan Bolden kind of receiver. Doesn't separate all that great, but when it's a one-on-one opportunity, Allen Robinson's the one grabbing the ball. Right. But the issue with that is that you have to have the rest of the offense, like, not like I'm not saying that he has to be dependent on uh, on other people, but like if you if you can't separate off one, you're not going to separate off two. Right. And that I, that I feel like is the issue with Allen Robinson. The only thing I did like about what I saw is that with – and this is where I'm, – I'm going to eventually get this back to cup. But, like, I think they need a speed threat for Allen Robinson. Van and, Jefferson. Yeah, Van Jefferson's the guy. Once he comes back, I think actually they their offense gets figured out because they need people to stay back. Right. And so even if Allen Allen Robinson or Cup gets open, there's a guy coming to get them right now because instead of playing 20 yards back, they're at 10. But with Cup, superb route runner, makes sense. He got 14 catches. Keep going. <laughs> we just Good need God. that we just need that touchdown now. Um, yeah, basically. So my lock is I'm actually going down the quarterback route because I think this game is going to get very ugly. I'm going with Jalen Hurts. Divorced? Bra- oh. No. 
Nope. Nope. We're not going there. Not going there, Ethan. All no. right, Tom Brady. Just make sure you keep your son so you can still kiss all of your power. Oh, my God. I. Man. Where do you think he gets it from? Where do you think he gets it from? John Gruden? I don't know. <laughs> no. Soft but, lips. No. Oh, my God. Uh, Anyways, back on track. Uh, no, uh, no, the the worst. Uh, no, I'm not even going to. No, uh, I don't even know where to go from there. Uh, no, I'm picking Hurts, though, as my lock. They play Arizona. Yep. I think it's a perfect guy. Dude, I my brain is just like, just like, it's like really clunking out right now. I can't think of anything smart to say. <laughs> the lock is Hurts, though. Like, like that game's going to be over. The lock and Hurts. Jalen Hurts, baby. Yeah, that game's, season. That game's going to be so over. Like, Arizona's going to get yeah. smoked. I mean, Arizona looks... They look really bad right now. Yeah. Dude, I don't know what it is, honestly. Lack of play action is one thing to start. They no have just, nuke. yeah, it's no nuke, but it's also, again, I do think nuke was the worst thing to happen to that offense. And it sounds terrible to say. Oh, yeah. Well, they over relied on it. It's not, it's an over reliance, but it just enabled Cliff to continue the Texas Tech offense. When he really should have been mm. focusing on the two tight end set, because that's what started yeah. working in Kyler's rookie year, and they've just never gone to it since. So mm. it, it, that, that's, that's a fair what, point. That's that's my thing with it, and I think it's it's coming to a head right now. It's it's not looking good, and they they paid up for two top receivers. Yeah, even though. If I told you they traded for Hollywood and, and uh, Nuke, who do you think got the first round pick? No. <laughs> and you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I still can't believe they got a second round pick for him. That's honestly ridiculous. Dude, dude it was essentially a bag of chips for the top receiver in the game. What are we going to pay for this top receiver? Will you take a crisp high five? <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. But, Teamwork. I mean, they honestly played it so well because that relationship in Houston was so bad. Oh, dude, it was they would have so... taken anything. Yeah, but even then, that's what happens when your head coach is the is the GM. And there's yeah. only and even then, there's only one time where it's actually worked, and even then, it's questionable as on the GM side of things. Honestly, for Houston's end, it would have worked out perfectly if they traded DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson's masseuse. That would have been like the perfect trade for them. Oh my! At this point, I think they wished it was a combo deal. Just yeah, that's just what I'm gra- saying. Just grab like no, I'm saying Nuke and Deshaun Watson. You just get like oh. 15 first round picks out of it. Please God, just take. Them. Yeah, we're done. Just come on, just just get them out. Uh, just get him out and just shaking in the team shower. Just, they no. can't hurt us anymore. <laughs> we did. Oh, dude, that's one thing I think is going to be crazy, especially as we the more years we get separated from it is just those those stories of like what on earth happened. Like, I think Matt Rule is definitely going to be you know one what? thing. Frank Wright is Frank Wright. Like, there's a there's a lot of teams I I want to look back and be yeah. like, what happened within this five year period. 
You know, in terms of the Houston story, I just think I don't want to know. You know, that's that's true. I, I think that's, like, that's I think fair I to just feel that way. Never need to know the details of how Unf- that happened, why it happened, and who let it happen. Yeah, I, I actually, to be honest with you, like I can I'm live a perfectly comfortable life. I yeah. I say let's. Uh, I agree with you. I say let's leave let, the lid on that one. Yeah. Other than for the professionals, I agree with you a hundred percent on that one. So. But well, we have a new segment. Yeah, we have a new segment, and I mean, obviously, we have previewed every game for you, and we've uh, we've kind of gone through it that way. But we go, I think we kind of decided, hey, let's try something different. So this is what we're gonna do. We have Ethan and I have picked up our dream lineups for Week Five. So basically, it's if you can have everyone on your team, who would you start? And we're going to go too deep on here, and we're going to make this a competition. And Ryan except doesn't know this. Except... Well, yeah, well, flex we have to. Yeah, flex we have to. Oh, we are going too deep flex? Not too uh, too deep, but one spot. So you're okay. only picking two flexes. Okay. So basically, here's what's going to happen. We're going to pick our lineup. Ethan, who do you have a quarterback? Name your too deep. Too deep, man. I got a, I got my boy Josh Allen. Okay, okay. So Josh Allen going up against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yep. Which is going to be a freaking brutal matchup for him. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. And then, you know, I think, I think I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes against Las Vegas. Okay, so I'm going to actually – I agree with you with Mahomes, so I have him on here, and then I have okay. Hurts. Okay. Okay, got you. Yeah, especially Hurts playing Arizona. Um, so we'll have fun adding up all of those points. Yeah, so my two t- my two top-tier running backs that I have, Miles Sanders and Dalvin Cook for me. For this week? For this week. Ooh, okay, okay. Oh, this is a tough one, man. Dude, running back was so tough. Because there's like so we had a couple like spike performances from last week at Eckler and a couple a couple others. And to what but I can't like quantify whether I want to put it in as okay, this is how it's gonna be from now on, or is this a fluke? You know, I think I'm taking Nick Chubb and King Henry. Okay. All right. You know what? I thought about both of those. I do have King Henry because I think he's going to have the slightly better performance. But yeah, against Washington, I yep. mean, it's just a that's yeah, a good matchup. That's a good matchup. So I'm going with King Henry and Dobbins as my other. Ooh, okay. So I I think literally from it was his first uh, home game last week with Dobbins. I mean, he is a little bit banged up, but that running game is different with him back. Yeah. And I think okay. they're, they're going to have to rely on him to end to end this game. Fair enough. All righty. Who are your top two at receiver? It's got to be Cup and Jet. Okay. So Cup and JJ. I got Cup and Tyreek. Cooper Cup and okay. Tyreek Hill, and. Literally, he's going up against the Jets. You have you've had ten plus days to kind of figure out what to do. Obviously, Tua's not playing this week, but you've had 10 days to figure it out with Teddy. So I think there might be a lot more scheming on Mike McDaniel's part there. Uh, My my other two, 
I got Debo and Cortland Sutton. Oh, those are solid, actually. Sutton just going to get hyper targeted. He is the only thing that's worked yeah. in this offense, and you got to follow the. Well, they're going to throw it so much. They're going to have to, I think. And then uh, Debo's Debo. Yeah. Who are you? Who are your top two? Uh, receivers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Cup and JJ all the way. Well, who's your other two? Cup and JJ. Oh, my second set. Yeah, your I second mean, set. If you had to twist my arm, I'm going Diggs. Ooh. I'm going Diggs and AJ Brown. Oh man, dude! AJ Brown the the, the, the one Car- thing, the Cardinals, one, and then with you know, you know what I just realized is when making this list, I have not realized yet. That TJ Watt's not playing, and and that Steelers defense is completely mm-hmm. different without him playing. So I think Allen Diggs stack is a good. must. Yeah, yep. yeah, it, that that's a good move on your part. Uh, so now here's probably the hardest category to figure out, or the hardest position, and that's tight end. Kelsey and the Hawk. Hmm, interesting. I went with. I went with two very different ones. I probably should have put Kelsey. So that that one I'm going to eat my words on. I put Gerald Everett and Robert Tanya. I mean, I still like Gerald Everett a lot. Yeah. And he's going up against Cleveland that is having issues at linebacker. So that's where I think he right. can get used pretty well. And then Tanya, I think, is, is someone who... If you haven't stashed him, I say get ready to stash him because I think he's going to be a bigger part of the offense once the, as the season goes on. Who are your flexes? Is I think the real question here, Ethan. Don't ask me that. Okay, fine. I, I didn't. We're, the last ten seconds never happened. <laughs> two flexes. Yeah, two flexes. Oh, oh God, Miles Sanders. Okay, I like that pick. I'm flexing Miles Sanders, and I think I'm going to flex. Oh, my God. Why are you asking me this? All right. If it helps, let me. Waddle. Dude, I was so... I was out. It was Hill or Waddle for me. I was like, all right, who do I think is going to be the one that takes off here? It cost me when I played you last week in the ESPN league, but I'm flexing Waddle. Yeah. Look, I, with either of those, you got to live and die by them. They're like, I would never, I would, all right, you know, that's a good advice. So we said our takeaway. That's a one, that's one specific takeaway I'm, I'm taking from the fir- first four weeks. You start both. And you, you're going to live and die by it just because it is a lot harder to try and guess what, what the, uh, what, uh, like when they're going to break out and when they're not. So my flex I have right now is Curtis Samuel and Chris Olave. Samuel Olave. Okay. Olave is yeah. a good one. Yeah. Samuel, obviously my sleeper of the week, but Olave just keep following that volume. And I, I think a lot is just, he's, he's going to be really good now kicker. I, I think we're going to have two different kickers, but it's because we're following two. Yep. You, you pick young way. I could, I 
pick Tucker. But I think that's it on <laughs> that's it on kickers. They're probably the two best at the moment. Defenses is where it gets interesting. I think we've kind of are figuring out how the defenses are, and this is kind of one of the toughest things. But if you really want to think of it as a fantasy football player, you have to focus on defense. And who do you have as your top defense this week, Ethan? I think I got the 49ers. Yep, I got 49ers as well. That's my top one. I mean, they're going up against the Panthers, man. Like... Yeah, that that honestly, that matchup is going to be brutal. Yeah, good luck. Do you have a second defense? Um, what other matchup do I like? Oh man, now all right, you know what? I, I'm gonna switch probably, my... probably Bills. Okay, Bills was the one I just thought about. The other one I thought because <laughs> they're playing Chicago is uh the Vikings defense, yeah, but they kind of struggled. I know, I know they're struggling, but there's nothing better for a struggling defense than a completely anemic offense. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's, that's what the Bears are, even with Khalil Herbert. So I think they can actually settle in. And Jesus, the Cowboys have 15 sacks? Oh, yeah. It's been, it's disgusting, honestly. they gra- I think they had like seven or nine against, uh, against Cincy they, because they did play Cincy. Hold on. Let me, let me, look, that, let me look that up real quick. Does surprise you as the least amount of sacks in the NFL? Who has the least amount of sacks? The Cardinals. Oh, I'm actually not surprised. They lost. Uh, it's just JJ Watt there, and they have uh, they lost Chandler Jones. Um. Oh, that's right. R.I.P. Okay, Arizona. So, San Francisco has 15. Uh, has 15 Thanks. sacks on the year. Um. Next best is actually. I mean, Kansas City, there's quite a few people that has 11. Well, um, Philly has 16. Uh, Jacksonville has nine, which is interesting. Um, but they have seven picks. That's Atlanta why they've been really. Eight. Really interesting. So hanging in there. Interesting. They are no longer the worst defense when it comes to sacks in the NFL. Which is half of what they got all of last year in 17 games. Yeah. So, Ethan, I, I want to bring up a question for you because I think we've gone off the cuff. But, yeah, that is going to be our lineup, everybody, uh, for week five. And, and this is kind of the question I kind of want to end this with. So you heard about the whole Jock Peterson, Tom, uh, Tommy uh, fan situation from MLB, right? That was over mm-hmm. fantasy football? No, I haven't. I haven't. So, the slap? Yeah, the slap. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's my question. So you, all right, everyone probably knows the story. It was a major issue. Not even issue. I think it was just a hilarious story. Um, just talking about how fancy football can get. So my question for you, Ethan. What would be a fantasy thing? Like, what would have to happen in fantasy football for you to slap somebody? <laughs> oh, man. For me to slap someone? Yeah, just just to be re- like, what would get you so ang- angry? I guess. And again, obviously, 
we don't condone this whatsoever. I just found the story to be hilarious. <laughs> Convincing and, me to trade you something and then them going off. So Josh, watch out the next time you see me. Okay. All right, dude. Really? <laughs> um, now, for me, it would be... <sighs> or trade. <sighs> Man. I would have to, I would say trade collusion would be one if, but I wouldn't like, I would be, here's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't try to do that at all, but I I get really upset with trade collusion because that's, you're just ruining the fun of fantasy football. Right. But I I just found that to be like, it's still like one of the funniest situations to me just because it's like, it was so out of random and it was like, oh, it must be this big deal. And then it turns out to be fantasy football. (laughs) Oh my gosh, they're actually fighting about something serious. What is it? Waivers. <laughs> yeah. I, or someone like rigged the waiver system. That would piss yeah, me no, off. Oh, that, that would. Like, like, I think you and I are on the same page. Like, you would have to rig something for it to actually like yeah, upset. To get me that mad. Yeah, to get, yeah, to get me that mad. I for the most know. part, like this is a release and it's just fun for me. So it's not like that i mean obviously it's serious i want to win i'm incredibly competitive but it's not that serious like no. my whole life isn't yeah involved and we said i mean obviously we'll bring the disclaimer fantasy fantasy football should not make you want to slap someone we'll start off with that yeah but number Get two yeah help. we're both stop it. <laughs> okay michael jordan but like <laughs> well i'll take that i'll yeah. take that dig. <laughs> all right <laughs> but um but yeah, like if you were to rig something, that's not meant to be. It's supposed to enhance your viewing of the yeah, of football. And if you were to rig something that ruins the fun for everyone else, like that, that's what would get me. Yeah. Can we talk about one more snapshot before we end? Yeah, let's do it. Desmond Ritter. What are we thinking? It oh. the chances are that he gets into this game. Okay, so I mean, can, can we can we expand this to rookies? Sure. Because the funny thing is, rookie running backs, not really, but almost every rookie receiver has done like has had either like significant game time or is like like is going to be once they come back from injury or anything like that. So I think the the, the bring it back to Ritter, and especially I'll keep this in the dynasty sense. Ritter is a way better dynasty option than I thought from the very beginning. And I will say that. I do think though, and especially with the Falcons, I think they're I think Arthur Smith is going through deja vu is like, this is why I benched Mario in the first place at Tennessee. Is just the reluctance to just rip it. Yeah. Not a fart, but, but the football. Refuses. But like, yeah. It, it, it's just playing it safe. It's the it's Tyrod Taylor. It is unfortunately is like when you were developing them and you're like, just don't lose the game. But like that's terrible mentality. Obviously, don't be reckless, but like to have like you, you have to your quarterback has to take shots. Like that's how the league is right now. You just have right. to constantly take shots. And right now, I would say how defenses are playing offenses, you have to execute. So like this that, so that's where it's like, hey, if this window's open, you have to just throw it in there. And I think Ritter is more willing to do that than Mariota. Like personally, okay. here's here's what I would say right now is you're 
you're what two and two, I believe. Atlanta's two and yeah, two. Yeah, two and two. Yeah. You're not. I would say you're not. Yeah, I would. All right, you know what? L- let me talk to the Atlanta fans community here because I'm I'm with you guys on this. You're not starting. I stand with Atlanta. You're you're not starting Ritter to see what you have to see if he's a franchise quarterback. I think you're starting Ritter right now because he's a the better option. Now, oh, absolutely. We, and when we talk about in Dynasty, we don't know if he's a guy or not. And there's a really good quarterback class coming next year. But goodness gracious, for someone who almost picked up Pitts, I'm happy to escape that situation. But like Mariota's, it's not good right now. And I think it. I think he's like they literally ran the ball 14 times last week and said, Mariota, we are taking this game out of your hands. And that is without Cordero Patterson. Like you want to know, like you want to know how crazy that is. If you if you think about it, they were running the ball to somebody they elevated from their practice squad over letting Mariota throw it. Yes, and that and with your starting running back out, like you that you know how crazy that is. Like if you think of it in hindsight, and I'm I think I'm preaching to the choir right now. But like that's where it's like at some point, just make rid of the guy. What's Here's what's crazy to me. They were willing to lose than let Mariota try and win them the game. Yes. Like, like their, their like, actions. This is going to run and happen and work, or we'll lose, and we will take that over letting you try. And I really do think the Kyle Pitts issue is centered around Mariota and the coaching yeah. staff knowing Mariota is the problem. Like, I, I understand if you want to blame the coaching staff, it's like, well, you're not putting at the Kyle Pitts in advantageous situations. And I was like, I, uh, I think I think that's a fair criticism. I don't think it's the greatest criticism, but I can see the, the, the logic points. But I do think the bigger issue is them going, holy crap, we cannot do anything with Mariota right now. And I, to me, that's that's the issue first and foremost. And that's why I've been all in on you better start Ritter like yep. soon, soon rather than later, because if you're going to be a meandering four and four, you're basically DOA. And yeah. like right now it's like, it's, it's, you got to just Let's do something. Yeah. You just got to do something. What have left? I'm pulling up their season right now. See who they have. I don't know that this week is the best week because they have Tampa no. Bay, but this is a winnable game. So, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, those are two pretty tough defenses. And then Cincy, which would I think would be a good match to put him in. Carolina would be good. Chargers Carolina would be good. Be good Carolina yeah. again would be good. Cincy be Chicago, good. Chicago, Washington, good. Pittsburgh, good. Saints from? again, I think they win that. Baltimore, eh. That was going to be a Arizona, little tougher. Tampa Bay again. When is their bye week? Look at how surprisingly oh, winnable. So, so here, so here's where, is. so here's the issue that I also see. Their bye week is week fourteen. Yeah, I think Mariota's played to the point where you can't wait till week fourteen. Mm. No. So that's like the other issue that's in my that's in my brain right now. <laughs> it's like oh. if I'm Arthur, bless you, if I'm Arthur I Smith, do I wait that long? To see what I don't think you, you can. can. I think you you, you will event you will have a losing season if you wait till week fourteen. 
Yep. And while I don't know if Ritter's ready right now, I think he presents you with a better shot. Well, yeah, but he's going to take risk and get better. But, like, right now, taking the risk is going to be winning a game you're not supposed to win. Right. And Because right now, they're losing games. I.e. Tampa Bay and San Francisco. Yes, exactly. Or even, like, even then, Rams could have been winnable. New Orleans could have been winnable. Well, they should have won both of the yeah. games. But like when, this is what I was texting you earlier. Like they didn't just get beat by those teams. Like Mariota lost them those games. Yeah. Yeah, like right now, playing not to lose makes you lose. And that's always yeah. been my opinion. Like I rather I personally this, I rather you be ten for twenty with two touchdowns and two picks. But you're constantly trying. You're constantly trying over. You're trying to make plays. Fifteen yeah. of twenty, but they're all short yardage safe options. That's all. That's always been me. I.e. Mary Yoda. Yes. No, he is not Yoda. Mary not Yoda. Mary not Yoda. Um, but I mean, if we're looking at the schedule here, I think maybe the real question is, I still say, I think Cincinnati's the game you start them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think you could make an argument for Tampa Bay just because they're still not there yet. Well, but it'd be tough with that defense. 49ers, you absolutely can't. Do you think he just get Mariota gets pulled in any of those games? So I, th- I think let, let's start off. I with think this. he gets pulled in, in San Francisco. I, I see that. I think, yeah, I think it's within the next two weeks. Ritter takes over personally. And I think it's going to be yeah. kind of like Kenny Pickett, where it's like, it's so bad that you have to move it in. Cause that's exactly what happened with Trubisky where it's like, you're not taking the shots that need to happen for you to win the game. So you just, let's, let's just do it. Let's rip the mandate. And you're And I rather know over like 10 plus games, whether Ritter is the guy or not, not, Three. I think he will be. I think he has a good chance to. Also, there's one play. I don't know if you watch uh, the Pat McAfee uh, show, but they now uh, they have been having AQ Shipley on for O line, uh, for O line like film breakdowns. And Atlanta's f- run game has been a lot of fun to watch. And like I've no- I've noticed it like just off to the side, but like I, I love to see it highlighted where they did a, a misdirection with the center, which is like freaking bonkers, honestly. <laughs> it's it, that that's it's where so you, big brain that it worked. Well, no, even then, but I'm just like, dude, like the game planning and the scheming is there with Arthur Smith. Oh, yeah. And like, He's that's a great caller. Yeah. That's the only reason I bring this up is that you see the little intricacies. It's like, okay, they have it. It's there. The team's not as bad as we all thought it would be. The they qu- should be the 4-0. Qu- the quarterback is, though. Yeah. And like that's why I'm going back. It's like, you know what? Let Ritter go for it. I mean, I mean, honestly, dude, they should be 4-0. Period. Yeah. yeah. So I do want to ex- expand this to you. Um, expand the rookie conversation with Ritter. But I think I wanted you to take it from this season perspective. And then a dynasty perspective. Who is the best rookie wide receiver right now? Oh, why did you just ask me that? Because I'm having this is a 
interesting discussion. Right now, who's the best? And then who's the best dynasty? Yes. Okay, Alave is the best right now. Yep, I agree with you there. I think it might be Drake, dynasty-wise, though. Dude, I've been thinking it might be Dotson. I would uh, say Dotson dude. if he wasn't on the Commanders. Ah, uh, you know, that's a good point. It's, dude, I don't that the best dynasty option. I could say Alave for both. I really could, but I also do see them transitioning to get another quarterback yeah. sooner or later. I think they're going to have too much turnover. Turn- I think that. So that's my issue from a dynasty perspective. Which side note? I think you and I accidentally created a new segment for the show. <laughs> Which I, I really like these kind of like... What, in-depth. Rookie Watch? No, not Rookie... Well, Rookie Watch, maybe. But just in-depth on just one topic. I, I mm. It's just a side note. I went, I kind of like this. Like, I like how in-depth we yeah. just went with Redder. But, um... So... We're, we're big brain and we're scheming. Yeah, we're, we're scheming. yeah, we're scheming it right now. Like, you were... <laughs> to anyone listening, you are watching the evolution of this show happen. But, man... I, I think Drake London is only going to get better, whether it's Ritter, whether it's not. Like that, I think they're on the right track. I think Alave is really good. The turnover's coming for that roster, though. Like it's sooner rather than later. And I don't believe in that coach. So I think so far it's okay. It's it's okay. Pete Mar- Carmichael's been pretty interesting. It's been pretty good as a play caller, but when Kamara is like banged up and looking old for lack of a better word um to mark ingram and then the o-line quarterback like Jameis is good but is he really your franchise guy is the is the the next question so it, there's a lot that has to be answered within the next few years well that man's playing with broken ribs after the falcons absolutely rocked them yeah i think dotson is an interesting is it an interesting position I just need to see stability at the other places. So, like, is Carson Wentz the answer? Yeah. I got no idea. Is, like, is the O-line an answer? No. Is Ron Rivera Scott Turner the answer? I'm not going to say what I really think, but actually, if you've seen past episodes, you really see what I think. But, um, but I, th- man... It really might be Drake London. I, I want to give Jamison Williams a chance because I really do like yeah. what the Lions have done. But him trying, I think he might be a good buy low candidate like next yeah. year. Because the, yeah. the, the issue is that he's going to try and fit in like and everything's already moving. Like that offense is looking really good. But you also have to think right. of it, you're dealing with Sun God, you're dealing with Swift. And then you also have Jared Goff at quarterback. They eventually will get another quarterback. So really the only – as good as they have been, I already see the turnover that has to happen. So London, I feel like, ha- is going to be the most stable in the moment. I think so because he has Arthur Smith, which is a win. Yeah. And he's going to grow with Drake. Drake. And even then, you have Kyle Pitts there. Like they're going to add more talent, and it's going to be yep. good to go. I and, think, and that's where I see it. There's no turnover there. There's just more addition. Yeah, 
it's not like, oh man, this is an old roster. We have to flip it. I, I right. do feel like no, this is an incredibly young, like the entire defense is young. Yeah. Most of the offense is young. Cause I mean, if you think about it, Chris Ling- Lindstrom, Caleb McGarry, and then um Hennessy. Drew Dahlman. Yeah, Drew Dahlman and Hennessy are like, all young. They're all yeah, they're, I was gonna say they're all recent draft picks by the Falcons. It's and just then, Jake Matthews, but Jake Matthews even still will be around for a while. Jake Matthews was and drafted then Elijah in like Wilkinson will be like, eh. Yeah, exactly. So I mean And then they also have Algier, who's a stud. I, I can I can see them getting another running back soon though, so that's that's where with Algier that does yeah. make it interesting. Unless Caleb Huntley is that guy. Unless. JV and Hawkins. But no. Oh, actually. He's coming back. Fam, do, do you remember? That was Ryan's long shot of an answer last year. Yeah, Hawkins. Hawkins. And then he didn't even la- it didn't even make it till camp. <laughs> it's just cut. like, oh, Dude, I, I texted him and I talked so much crap. <laughs> because he he would not shut up about Hawkins in uh, Atlanta. And he watched one preseason Falcons game just to talk a big game about Hawkins. To get cut. Oh man, you hate to see it. But yeah, so, happy birthday, Ryan. Yeah, you happy, big nerd. <laughs> happy birthday, Ryan. I'm sorry the L you took this week in fantasy by yours truly. Oh. No, dude. All right, so you can't do it, my. No, I can't do. It. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. His look, he scored like I think third highest. Like his team is fine. Yeah. See, like CD's right. finally coming into his own. It's just the running back situation. That's really where he, I, I think he's, me may have to start trading for one. Yeah. Um, but with that, we've come to, we've come to a close. Yeah. We've we come previewed to a, some matchups. We, uh, we talked about our dream team. We had a little rookie watch. Talked about how Tom Brady gains his power. That's a good yeah, episode right there. That is quite the episode all over the place, but what else do you expect when Ryan's not there to watch <laughs> to watch over us? No supervision. Yeah, no rules. <laughs> but well, thank you again for everyone for listening to this week's preview episode of the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, don't forget, we do have news and injuries coming up, and unfortunately, we do have a lot to talk about when it comes to injuries. Uh, so be on the lookout for that episode, and then obviously our week five review. Um, you can find all of us at last place at last place FP. Please like, comment, subscribe to our channel and to all of our socials. Again, if you have any lineup questions, please don't hesitate to. Uh, to reach out to us. We would love to answer them for you because we want to see everyone succeed in here, but that is except the, for Ryan. Ex- wow. Well, yes. Yeah, because sometimes you're Ryan. Am I right? <laughs> sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're Ryan. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just sneak it in. Yeah. Look, it's, it's always there. Always there. Always there to haunt you <laughs> like Ryan in the playoffs, like Ryan in first round upsets. <laughs> Oh, man. We just ripped on Ryan <laughs> on his birthday. <laughs> you think oh, you get man. a break on your birthday? How many times do we got to teach you this lesson, old man? Not today. <laughs> so, but I, but 
Thank you again for everyone for listening. I am Josh. Oh, this is my co-host, Ethan, and we'll see y'all very soon.